0: I mean, what else would I be doing at five o'clock in the morning? Uh, <laughs> I got
1: to pull over and find me some Wi Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Welcome to episode 117 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Caballo Cleese. Hola, amigos, como estas? Uh, so we have uh, Spanish Cleese in the house. That's right, Holmes. How you doing? I'm live from Califas. What does Califas mean? California for your white peoples. Yeah, this is Houston, <laughs> Texas. Are you... Are you, are you uh,
0: no, that's where I hail from, Holmes. Oh,
1: okay. So you're, you're not live from there. You're just from there. Yes. Okay. I guess the Border Patrol asks. I can definitely tell this is like <laughs> one of Miguel's personalities.
0: <laughs> hey, the Border Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> andale,
1: andale. Ewa, Ewa. Whoa, <laughs> you racist bastard. Hey, guys, how's it going? Uh, if you can tell, my voice is a little bit shot. I've been sick again, if you can believe it. I've been sick every month this year so far. It's been rough. You're going to die, Vato. Well, it's, I think it's because Heather's at the school. Uh, She's working at a public school now, so she keeps bringing home germs from all these kids. And, uh, I mean, when she worked at the private school, I would get sick occasionally, but there's a much smaller pool of children to draw sickness from. Now she's at a public school, and it's like massive amounts of kids, and you never know what you're going to catch or bring home with you. Is she licking them homes? No, but she's in close proximity teaching them and stuff, and and I just keep getting sick, and it's it's getting old. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be in a bubble, I see. That would maybe be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we have a lot to go over today. Uh, so let's get right into it. What were your top two this week, Miguel? My number dos was Deadpool number 10, 10 for all you people, with Jerry Dugan and Mateo Lole. Yeah, that was actually my number one. Uh, it was really, really good. Uh, we saw three different Deadpool books come out this week. Yeah. And you're going to see a trend in my uh, top three, actually, because nice. one, two, and three are all Deadpool books. Uh, Every single one was a different take on the character. You get the super violent Deadpool. You get the very comedic, slapsticky kind of Deadpool. And then you also get the like heartfelt, you know, brotherly love kind of thing with Deadpool as well, which I, I loved. I loved that you got to see so many different versions of the character, but they all fit this, this week. And uh, the first one was Deadpool number 10 for you. said so that was number, your number two? Yeah. Uh, it was really, really good. So it's, uh, if you don't know, Deadpool is responsible for killing his own parents. Uh, When he was brainwashed a long time ago by Butler, that was one of his missions he was sent on. But he didn't know who his parents were. It was a test to see if the brainwashing had taken. Yeah. So he killed his parents. And the only thing he remembers from that time is that Sabretooth was with him. So he he thinks that Sabretooth is the one who actually killed his parents. So for the last two issues, he's been tracking Sabretooth down. The beginning of this arc has been just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, He's been tracking Sabretooth down. He finds him. And, uh, you know, they, they have a fight. They end up almost killing each other. Sabretooth manages to escape, makes it to this bar several miles away. Deadpool tracks him down to the bar. They have a conversation and a drink, and Sabretooth thinks he squares everything with Deadpool, but of course he doesn't. No. And Deadpool's like, all right, it was a nice meal, nice beer. I appreciate everything you said. Now it's time to die. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, a motorcycle chase commences, and it's real fast-paced, real action-packed. He manages to take Sabretooth out, knocks him unconscious, or temporarily kills him, you know, Sabretooth always regenerates. Yeah. Uh, And when he wakes up, he's in this, like, incredibly compromised position, which, you know, normally for somebody like Sabretooth or Wolverine or Deadpool, no matter what it is, I mean, even if you are being, like, drawn and quartered, it's not going to kill you. (laughs) you, You'll grow back. Uh, But because of the whole Terrigen Mist element, Mm -hmm. because of certain things that can make mutations not work anymore, uh, for the first time in a long time, you see Sabretooth actually, like, terrified that he's going to die. Yeah. And you could see how, like, evil and twisted Deadpool can really be, which I loved. I thought it was great. Well he, well, he thinks he killed his folks, man. You'd go to the extreme, too. Yeah, well, that's the other thing, too. Like, Sabretooth knows the truth. Sabretooth could have avoided all this by just telling him what happened. But instead, Sabretooth was like, no, I'm going to let him fight me and, and hurt me a little bit to make him feel better about this. He can't really hurt me anyways. And Magneto was like, you're making a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, now Sabretooth is, like, regretting everything. Uh, I'm really interested to see where this goes. Uh, I knew I was going to step in, dude. I-, I wasn't sure about how this arc was going to go because uh, the artwork changed pretty drastically from the the last arc to this one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really like it at first, but it's grown on me. I really like the interior art more than the covers, I think. Mm-hmm. Matteo Ali's doing a really good job, actually. I feel like um, it's a way better story than I expected it to be. Maybe even on par with like Good, Bad, and Ugly by the time we get to the end of it, maybe like it's, it's up there at the beginning. I think beginning of that is comparable to what this is right now. So, this could be the next major important Deadpool arc in uh, the main title.
0: See how many more people get involved?
1: Yeah, I think I think a Magneto. I was gonna say Mateo. I think Magneto's gonna come to the rescue. <laughs> Mateo's gonna come to the rescue. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I'm getting in there, buddies. <laughs> no, it was really good. It was really good. So, that was my two year one. What was your uh. Well, now I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> My number two was Deadpool and the Mercs for Money, number three, by Colin Bunn and Salvador Espin. Now, this is the much more lighthearted Deadpool story. Uh, you've got Taskmaster, who's been sent as a mercenary to find Deadpool and kill him. Mm-hmm. Actually, a lot of mercenaries have been hired to find Deadpool and kill him. That's the whole storyline of the book. So, Taskmaster finds evil Deadpool. Which is great. And the two of them have a really funny fight on this rooftop. I mean, they're both throwing quips back and forth. Taskmaster, of course, wipes the floor with evil Deadpool, because... Evil Deadpool's just a, a pale comparison of uh, the main guy. Yeah,
0: but stump blood to the face! <laughs> that was great!
1: <laughs> Very comedic. Uh, and then Deadpool's actual plan in the book is to get all the mercenaries that work for him to throw, like, an auction. Because they have this robot from the future who's spouting nonsense, uh, predictions about things to come. And he has an auction for all these, like, high-powered evil villains trying to find out who's actually responsible for putting the hit out on him. And he has his mercenaries infiltrating the crowd as waiters and, and mm-hmm. I don't know, parking attendants and shit. <laughs> so uh, he's, uh, he's holding the auction, and the auction, of course, devolves into a big fight between all the supervillains because everybody wants the one thing that's up for sale. Of course, Doom says, you won't
0: rescind your bid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then a new player, somebody who I haven't seen in a really long time, uh, ends up winning, and it's just very, it's, it's on a very interesting path. And this was definitely the more comedic of the Deadpool titles this week. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So that was my number two. And uh, what was your number one?
0: My number one was Spider-Man, Deadpool number four, Joe Kelly and Ed McGinnis. It's actually my pick of the week. This was my favorite one. The yeah. Spider-Man and the uh, Deadpool back and forth stuff was so
1: great. <laughs> well, Joe Kelly and Ed McGinnis were the original creative team on Deadpool volume one. Uh, they did like 33 issues together, I think, mm-hmm. of the first series. And it's been a lot of fun seeing them reunited, taking on the character now. Especially with Spider-Man. Uh, because the two of them have a long history. Mm-hmm. And it's always fun when they interact. <laughs> of course. So in this particular issue, uh, Deadpool has been working really hard to prove himself to Spider-Man. that He's a good guy now. He doesn't just kill people. You know, he, he tries to like, take it easy on the villains a little bit. Except he's got a contract to kill Parker. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's, the whole thing about the book is that he's not sure he's going to kill Parker. He's uh-huh. gone back and forth on it. And he wants to find out if Parker's actually a villain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like the guy who hired him right. said he is. Or whether he's a good guy. And the guy is just full of shit. So he's been doing his own investigation. And we, we find out in this issue what conclusion he comes to. Yeah. But uh, the main chunk of the story is really just Deadpool and Spider-Man hanging out. Deadpool convinces Spider-Man to go out for a night on the town. Gives him some of Cable's technology to do the whole cloaking thing. Mm-hmm. Creates a persona for him. And the two of them go out clubbing at Deadpool's club. Because apparently he owns a, a nightclub now. Yeah, apparently. And they invite some dates along. Uh, so the first one who shows up is Shikla's cousin, who's a succubus from hell, who Parker immediately falls in love with, of course. Yeah, because she smells like everything he loves. <laughs> Be- because she's a succubus. Like she, her whole purpose of existence is to make men fall in love with her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, Spider-Man's like head over heels for this girl. And he's like, where's your date, Deadpool? And Wade's like, oh, uh, don't worry, she's coming along. And he uses Avengers ID card to summon female Thor. Which is awesome. To come to the club. <laughs> Because he he thought he wanted to date with Thor. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the funny thing is that uh, the demon succubus girl and Thor both realize what each other is. And because the monsters were overthrown by Asgardians at one point, the two of them immediately start fighting. And the demon girl throws off her her human skin. And Spider-Man's like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Deadpool's like, no, 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 don't fight over here. Fight over there in the mud wrestling pit. Yeah. (laughs) actually really funny um and I, I love the whole brotherhood kind of thing that deadpool and spider-man are forming i'm really shocked by the ending of this one yeah again i don't want to give anything away because it's just so cool and so unexpected like it happens so quickly and
0: yeah, what well, parker and deadpool doing the club is pretty funny
1: yes uh, i mean <laughs> i'm not doing this any kind of justice explaining it but do yourself a favor and go and read the spider-man and deadpool team-up book because it's all three issues have been great. Yeah, I sit there from every page. I was chuckling. I uh-huh. really was. I just thought it was kind of cool. And the pages that I didn't chuckle,
0: I was like, oh man, I can't wait till the next page because <laughs> it was it was really good. It was I enjoyed it. It was great.
1: Yeah, they're all they've all been fantastic. Well, you
0: know, I love um, Spider-Man, Deadpool, Team Up. It's, it's amazing. Me too. So that was your pick of the week. I that guess was my pick me. of the week. Yeah. So what was yours? Godzilla Number 2 by Joshua Fialkov and Brian Tachurio. I actually didn't get a chance to read this one, so you're going to have to talk all about it. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's the same thing again. Uh, as you remember, the last we left off, uh, the people that went through the little portal brought back uh, by mistake King Ghidorah. And they're in New York. So they're in New- So King Ghidorah is like ravaging and destroying New York and everything else. And these people are like trying to stop him, and they can't do shit to him. Uh, like, the only chance we got is we've got to go back to the other place and maybe get something to help us. We can ask those people for help. But how are we going to do that? Well, the military stepped in. And took it and rebuilt their whole thing for them again. So they went back. And the guys in the world were like, what are you doing here again? What are you doing? We need help. We can't stop him. We need something. Well, how are we going to get him? Well, there's only one thing here that we can use to beat him. And you see Godzilla. But then Godzilla disappears. He goes, like, underwater. He says, well, how do we do that? We'll do something to noise him. So they get an the ambulance and, like, whee, wee, wee." And he comes out of the water. Ah! <laughs> he starts blowing fire at him and everything else. So Godzilla chases him, chases the ambulance back through the portal. And uh, they're like, make it bigger, make it bigger, hurry up, <laughs> he's coming. So Godzilla comes through, but now they got to get him over to where uh, King Ghidorah's at. So that's where it ends, but something happens, and I don't want to give it away either. Godzilla kind of does something, and so I don't know what where, where they're going with this. <laughs> but yeah, so Godzilla and King Ghidorah are about to fuck New York over. I'm sure it's
1: good. I mean, it's Fialkov.
0: It is. The story is okay. This time there was a, uh, it was the story. You knew what they were trying to do. The story wasn't engaging as it was the first time because obviously they went to a whole new world and whatnot. But if you're a Godzilla guy, and the, the art is nice. It's really nice. And so you just can't wait to see what's going to happen. Same,
1: same guy that does Hellbreak, right? Mm-hmm.
0: You're gonna, Yeah. You're gonna just, you'll you be excited when they start fighting. I can't wait to see it. That's going to probably be... Issue three is probably going to be really great. But I like it again because it's Fialkov and it's a Godzilla book. Cool. Godzilla Oblivion, number two.
1: Sounds good. Okay. Well, we've got one more comic to talk about since we talked about our top three. Uh, so this week, PanelSyndicate.com released an unexpected one-shot comic that's actually based on the Walking Dead universe. Um, this one's not written by Robert Kirkman. It's actually written by Brian K. Vaughn, which, as you know, is the writer of Saga and Paper Girls and several other amazing titles. Uh, so he finally got a, a chance to work on the Walking Dead universe, and what he did was wrote this story called Walking Dead the Alien. And it's about this guy who is trapped in Spain when The Walking Dead begins. I mean, it's when the, the zombies start rising and everything. Through the dead. Uh, the interesting thing about this book is that it reveals two major things about the main Walking Dead storyline. Uh, the first one being that the zombie infection is not just relegated to the United States. This is the first time we're seeing stuff happen outside of the rest of the world. So we know this is taking place in Spain. We can assume that it's taking place everywhere. So that's, that's a pretty big reveal.
0: That is cool. I mean, it's like, holy shit, zombies in Spain. But do they speak? Spanish? <laughs> oh,
1: blah, blah, blah. <laughs> What's the Spanish word for brains? <laughs> sesos, sesos. <laughs>
0: it's kind of fucked up, man. That's kind of racist, Holmes.
1: <laughs> You're the one that started it. <laughs> but it, it's a really good story, actually. You read it. What, what were your thoughts? I liked it. You find out uh, you didn't give the other big reveal yet. Well, I don't want to give away everything. Anybody uh, wants to go read it. The thing, the thing about Panel Syndicate is you pay what you think the comic's worth. So you can actually download the comic for $0. It's free to get if you want to go out there and read it. Uh, All you have to do is go to Google and search for Walking Dead the Alien. It'll take you to the Panel Syndicate website, and you can choose to download it for $0. Uh, If you like it and you want to contribute to the creators, uh, you can always go back and then pay a little bit if you want to. But it's in all formats, real easy to get. Um, I definitely recommend checking it out, especially since you can get it for free. But back to you. (laughs) Nice. No, it's really good. I mean... It's worth $3, I think, if you wanted to
0: you know, help yeah. them out. Uh, the reveal is nice. The other reveal, you're like, whoa. Uh, cool part is I like the girl. The girl walking, driving around the moped in the armor. That mm-hmm. was pretty sweet. Uh, She's a museum curator. <laughs> yeah. And you see how people don't want to help aliens because they also think that we started this shit. Yeah. The Americans. It's Americans at fault. Yeah, it's
1: an American guy in Spain. So they're, people are blaming Americans for the outbreak. So he's kind of an outsider in addition to being, like, ostracized for potentially being involved in this, even though he has nothing to do with it. Yeah. I, I thought it was really good. I, I like the, the art.
0: Um, I would probably love to have this as a book in my hand. Yeah. Rather than digital. But it's good. And I do like... Uh, it's different than The Walking Dead, I guess, a little bit. It had a little
1: different feeling. It definitely had a different feeling, yeah. But it was
0: fine. It was definitely something oh, that I Spanish would not Spanish flair. No, nice.
1: <laughs>
0: flair. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but, uh,
1: <laughs> but no, it's really good. I enjoyed it, and I thought it was, it was fine, but I actually thought it was kind of short. Well, it was short. It was, a, it was just a one-shot storyline. I mean, I think the main thing was to revisit, because the, the main character in the story is somebody that we've heard mentioned before in the main Walking Dead title but he's nobody that we've had any kind of re-mention about since the first time he was brought up. So it's kind of interesting for the people that are real fans uh to go out and learn what happened to this character. Do you think the one character is going to show up in the main story now? Absolutely. Do you think she'll show up in the show? I think she's more likely to show up in the TV show than yeah. the comic. Uh, I think pretty soon some some Spanish-speaking woman is going to ride in a town on a moped and end up being this girl. <laughs> a Latina lead. Yeah. <laughs> Daisy Ridley plays. <laughs> it probably won't be Daisy Ridley. <laughs> uh, Carmen Santiago? No, I don't know. <laughs> Ros- Rosie Perez?
0: Oh, oh hell no! <laughs> Billy? Billy? No, man. Why? I
1: know she's your favorite. Oh well, you could have gone Rosario Dawson. I mean, uh... <laughs> I thought she was growing on you a little bit. Yeah, she is. I like Rosario Dawson. There you go. There's but, your Latina. She, she's busy with Daredevil and stuff. I don't think she's gonna do Walking oh, Dead. Okay, but de Cruz. Sure, she's Spanish. Spanish? <laughs> Is that a word? That's the episode title. Nice. Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> you retard. But yeah, it's really cool. Go out there and check it out. It's free if you want to read it for free. Uh, Walking Dead the Alien. Don't be a cheap ass. At least give him a dollar too. Well, I'm saying read it first, and if you like it, then go back and give him some money. Yeah. I mean, but if you want to check it out for free, you can. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's it. All right. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Uh, This week's Tell Me a Funny Story is my turn. So I'm going to do the best I can. Like I said, my voice is just not really cooperating very well today. But uh, last week, Heather had a gig. You know, she's a violinist. She goes around and plays at events all over Houston and stuff. So there's this one venue they play at all the time. And uh, I drove her over there. We got there about an hour early because it was the day before the floodwater hit Houston. Uh, And it was raining pretty bad already. We weren't really sure how the wedding was going to be, if it was outside or inside, even if it was going to take place, because it was really bad that day. So we get there early, and uh, they're setting up outside. It hasn't really opened up the floodgates yet or anything. Um, They set up the chairs. They set up everything. And then as soon as I started to walk back to the car, it started raining, so they had to go inside. And then it stopped raining, so everybody came back outside. And then it started raining again, so everybody went back inside. And it was this whole thing of like in and out, in and out, in and out. So the wedding that was supposed to start... Stop having sex at the gig. That's kind of what it was. was (laughs) Wedding wedding sex. Uh, So the whole thing was supposed to start, I think, at 7 p.m., but it didn't actually get started until, like, 8, because that was when the the temporary rain stuff finally kind of slowed down a little bit. So they settled down outside. They start playing, and it's a real pretty venue. Like, it's really nice outside. They have these big tea torches that are, like, lit and, you know, shooting fire up and everything. And uh, they're playing. All of a sudden, it starts sprinkling again. But it's not heavy rain. It's just, like, a little light sprinkle. Well, like I said, these these tiki torches are out there, and they're filled with oil, so the flames will keep burning throughout the the ceremony. Well, you know what happens when oil touches water, right? Or water touches hot oil? Uh Uh-huh. It kind of shoots up. Yeah. So these torches, you know, most of them are contained a little bit. Oh, man. (laughs) But I, I think they have little bitty holes on the side so they can breathe. Well, water got into one of them and made the oil pop. So this ball of flame shoots up, and I'm sitting in the car, and I can see this from you know outside in the parking lot this ball of flame shoots up from this tiki torch and lights a tree on fire during a wedding <laughs> <laughs> he's on fire <laughs> boom shakalaka <laughs> he's heating up <laughs> and it wasn't sprinkling enough to even put it out so like one of the uh, one of the groomsmen like ran inside the place while like the wedding continued half the audience didn't even realize it was happening heather and the trio people like kind of stopped cuz it was right above them and like scooted back <laughs> This guy runs inside and comes out with a fire extinguisher and starts trying to put out the fire while the wedding's going on. That's friggin' awesome. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, right?
0: Doesn't that mean that your wedding's gonna, you're gonna last? Isn't like some kind of an omen, or does it mean your shit's like, gonna burn up in
1: flames? Like the eternal flame? <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> eternal! What the hell? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny, though. Especially seeing it happen from a little bit of a distance. It was like a fireball just shot up into the sky. <laughs> and lit a... How are you not periscoping this? Oh. Uh, the weather was really bad. I had a really bad signal that day. Oh, okay. How are you not taking pictures? <laughs> I should have. Again, I should have, yeah. But man, it was crazy. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> you live a crazy life, my friend. No, I live a pretty boring life. Just crazy things seem to happen around me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, but
0: I remember my funny story now, what happened to me, uh, when I couldn't remember when it was my turn. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You want to tell it? I can tell it. All right. So uh, this is going to play on uh, my love of Wi-Fi. Weefy? That's right. Everybody has their jokes about Miguel and his Weefy. He's got a, not my wife, but my (laughs) Wi-Fi. And how I know where to go, how I set up my dinner plans based on this too. That's true. No, it's not. (laughs) I've been to two places (laughs) that does not have Most
1: stereotypes are based in reality.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so it was before I got my G's to flip over again, so I was out of G's. And I needed to adjust my uh, bank account because I needed to see if I had enough money to get some breakfast. Because, you know, breakfast is important, you know. And I wanted sure. to get some of them
1: taquitos, man. I could taste them already. Anyway. You got that hungry lion feeling, huh? Yeah. Need <laughs> <laughs> <he's> some gazelles. <laughs> so I'm driving. I'm coming in. And, of course,
0: it's the day also of a bad wreck. So I had to go through town. So I go through town. and I am like, oh, like, hey, this is where I do my laundry. They have Wi-Fi there. I can fix it there. So I pull in there. And I say, you know, it's going to take me a few minutes. I can fix it real quick. And I go. So I go in there. Turn the dome light inside, lock the doors. I don't put the car in park because, number one, in case someone, some freak tries to come up to me, I won't be able to take off. You know, I was thinking. What time was this? Uh, five o'clock in the morning, five something. It was early in the morning. So, so it was like
1: pitch black outside. Yeah,
0: pitch black outside. So okay. I still kind of, you know, I'm still kind of worried about knowing my surroundings, man. So I don't like put the par- car in park because, you know, in case somebody comes to carjack me, you know, they got me.
1: But this, so my foot's on the brake and I'm working on my stuff. Actually, that'd be a funnier. Funny story, if you did get carjacked, trying, <laughs> the, to, trying to steal Wi-Fi. No, nah,
0: <laughs> shut up, man. <laughs> so I'm out there fixing my checkbook, and I'm working, and I've you know, got the music going a little bit, too, so I'm fixing it. And all of a sudden, I see lights, like strobe lights. I'm like, what the hell is that? All of a sudden, like, what the hell? I was like, my first thing was the flee. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. So I lowered the window down slowly, and I noticed a police officer. Oh, hey, officer, how are you doing? Excuse me, do you work here? No, sir. Uh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just using the Wi-Fi, sir, to fix my... (laughs) This is why I do my laundry, but I'm using the Wi-Fi right now to fix my checkbook.
1: It's like, hmm. I'm an addict officer. Uh, I (laughs) (laughs) I
0: had to get my morning fix. He's like, let me see your license. Oh, yeah, it's right here. (laughs) I show him my license. Can you take it out of the wallet? Oh, sure, yeah. Here you go. Wait right here. Okay. So I continue messing with my... I turn my radio off. I continue messing with my checkbook. I fix it. I adjust it, and I'm done. I close it, and I I turn the dome light off, and I'm waiting for him to come back. So he comes back, and he goes, here you go. I said, is that a problem, officer? Because, like I said, I was just using the Wi-Fi to fix my checkbook. Because, yeah, somebody tried to break in here a few minutes ago. We had an alarm going off. Oh. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. It wasn't me. I was just here to check my checkbook and go. (laughs) All right, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it, officer. I was like, that's really good. I'm going to go to jail for (laughs) Wi-Fi. I called the wife and she just laughs at me. Well,
1: yeah. That's that's about right. (laughs) I mean, come
0: on. And I, I started to think about it. Okay. Had I parked? It might not have been as bad because you wouldn't have seen the lights on. Well, the cops, well, no, they might have thought I was waiting for them. But by putting my foot on the brake and having the car ready to go and take off, it made it look more suspicious, like I was waiting for somebody to come running out. You looked suspicious. I look, why well, am suspicious? <laughs> but I had my checkbook, everything out in my front of my leg. So I had it right here when he opened and looked through the window. So you could clearly see I was telling the truth. I mean, what else would I be doing at 5 o'clock in the morning?
1: Ah! Uh, <laughs> I got to pull over and find me some Wi-Fi. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so I'll
0: never do that again. Uh, but yeah, I almost got busted for my Wi-Fi addiction.
1: That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's as good as the spider fighting story, but you know, hey. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, that was, those are both pretty funny. Uh, let's see. I'd like to congratulate you. You're only like 700 and some odd bucks now from having your book funded. Yes, I was just about to mention that. Uh, the Kickstarter, when this episode goes out, will only have five days left. Right now, we're sitting at 84% funded. Just a little under $800 is all we need to, to hit the goal. So Maybe you want to get awesome. this out sooner so they can get you can say, like, donate, damn it. <laughs> or no. Miguel, will go get somewhere where there's Wi and get arrested. <laughs> hey, if you donate $500 right now, We'll get Miguel arrested. <laughs> well, we've gotten one hundred and ten backers so far, which is just awesome i'm I'm really amazed at how much everybody's come out to support us. And you know one hundred and ten people yeah, I know I know one hundred and ten people, but I, I don't know all the people that have backed us. There's been a lot of people that probably heard us on podcasts or found the the project on Kickstarter um, but really just a lot of people that like the idea behind it we've got a lot of positive feedback, so I just really want to say thank you to everybody who has gone out there and supported us because I mean, we couldn't have done this without everybody's support. I
0: think 65% of those people backing you believe that I'm, uh, I'm involved in the operation of this book, and they're going to get to see the best stick figure in the game. Yeah, I don't,
1: I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: you should like, have me like, draw my own variant cover, like a stick cover, and get it out there for people for, like whatever,
1: donates a dollar. <laughs> maybe, maybe, we'll, uh, maybe we'll let you write the foreword for the graphic novel. And you can put your stick figure versions in there.
0: Nice. <laughs> That's terrible. Once we get the
1: first five issues done and we collect them, maybe you can write the forward and like draw stick figure versions of me and George. You're
0: gonna have to put like R's R-rated on there because you know my stick figures don't wear clothes. Okay. And
1: so they'll be anatomically correct. Well, well, the book is pretty mature anyways. I mean, it's very bloody, very violent. So you'll be the only stick figure with chrome balls. Nice, because you witnessed. I've been to Ball Hall. And. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, thank you everybody who has supported us, and if you haven't yet, um, there's you still time. Son of a bitch. <laughs> there's still five days left. I mean, we've got a little ways to go. Uh, once we hit $500 away from our goal, I'm going to announce the stretch stretch goals because we do have some really good ones lined up. Um, and you know, it's unlikely that we'll hit very many of them at this point, but. Uh, Still, it's possible. You know, you'll go blind from stretching it too much. <laughs> i just letting you know. <laughs> but we we got a little bit of stuff we want to give back if we do somehow hit those stretch goals. So uh, just keep an eye out for that. Uh, you can find the Kickstarter really easily by going to com. That'll take you straight to it. Or you can go to Kickstarter and do a search for Speak No Evil. I mean, even if you only have a dollar to pledge, every little bit helps. Uh, we do still have quite a ways to go. Like 755 bucks is what we're at right now that we need to hit the goal. But... Uh, yeah, anything you guys can do is it's greatly appreciated. Yeah, and as you can tell, these things are so intertwined. Everybody works with each other.
0: Uh, Mr. Benjamin, uh, Warrior Innkeeper guy, uh, is also doing a Kickstarter for his own show, but he's helping you on your book. He is your letterer, correct? Yeah,
1: he's, he's a letterer on nurse and so, also support him at the Black Suit of Death. Yeah, if you can only support one Kickstarter this year, make support it... Support us, not him. <laughs> make make us no evil.
0: So can, <laughs> nice. But if you
1: can do two, go to Black Suit of Death also. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're almost going to make yours. Just uh, give the man a oh, hand. He, he just had an article published on Bleeding Cool, and he's a, he's a featured project. So, how is that not going to help you? He's working on your book. I know, but... I'm, not, I'm proud of him. I'm amazed that he got those things. Like, uh-huh. I think it's awesome for them. And I told him congratulations like 10 different times already because, man, their, their project, is, their rollout has just been amazing. They're two days into it, and they're already at 33% funded, which is really good. We were in the same boat, but then it all slowed down. They're a featured project, though, so they're on the front page of Kickstarter. So their pledges just keep coming in and coming in. They're already at 100 backers, which is crazy. Hey, it is sometimes it is what it is. Like he
0: said, you know, it had last week. It had to fail for him to know where to go with it. Now look at it. But you know, he's such a great guy. He's gonna throw you a bone. He's going to pitch you. He's going to. Oh, he already he's, did. That's what I'm saying. One of
1: his project updates. He already gave us shoutout. We we did that for them too. That's what I'm saying. But see, that's what I'm trying to say is it's a community. These people
0: Every, love us. We love them. We help each other out. Everybody that's all I'm helps. Yeah. That's everybody right. helps everybody. Everybody gets everybody to reach
1: around in this industry. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> we give each other help. <laughs> Props. Well, then what the... That's just your job. That's
0: not my job. uh, That's what we got George for. (laughs) He
1: doesn't mind. (laughs) No, he doesn't. He's a strip club. He's seen it all. (laughs) So anyways, guys, one more time. uh, Support the Kickstarter if you can. Find it real easily by going to graybearcomics.com. Every little bit helps. $5 gets you a digital copy of the book. I think that's pretty reasonable. So, uh, you know, even, even a dollar gets you a thank you in the back of the book. So do what you can. Uh, if you can't support us financially, share the link, tell people about it, because you know who knows, maybe you have friends that are into this kind of stuff, and uh, we'll be able to help. So, yeah,
0: sell some cans, man. You get you get at least two dollars, three dollars from selling some cans. I'm telling you, <laughs> well, you can
1: find some money. <laughs> that's right, pocket change, and <laughs> the, the couch cushions, you know. Yeah. So, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And that's uh, that's pretty much it for that stuff. So, let's move on to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. What do you want to talk about first? Comics comics uh, comics is the hard one actually <laughs> damn it so the big comic news this week is that uh, vertigo the sublet of, of DC they're kind of shaking up their their organizational structure oh really and one of the first things they did was let go of Shelley Bond who's a longtime uh, vice president and executive editor there um, she's very well respected in the industry everybody seems to like her a lot of people have worked with her came out of the woodwork saying nice things about her because it was kind of a blind side for a lot of people right Their big issue, a lot of people's big issue, is that uh, D.C. still employs several people who have been accused of sexual harassment, who have been accused of um, unfair treatment of their employees, like just harassment in general, and uh, they haven't done anything to get rid of those people. Like There's this one guy who's been accused of sexual harassment several times, and D.C., in in a way to stop that from occurring, put him in an all-male office. Nice. This, this happened like four years ago, but it, Seriously. Do, it doesn't excuse him for the, the bad behavior, obviously. Uh-huh. But then they let go of this woman who's done a lot for women in comics, who's done a lot for the industry, who's done a lot to further people's careers, but they keep a, a piece of shit like this other guy. So, of course, there's a big backlash from all the creative people that I know all over the internet. That's all anybody's been talking about for like three days. It's kind of shitty. Did she do something? No, she didn't do anything. She, she just, because of the restructure, they eliminated her position. She makes too much money. That's probably what it is. She probably does make too much money. But still, I mean, she probably makes the same amount as this other guy who works for DC. Why why wouldn't they get rid of this other guy and like move somebody who actually does things for the industry to, no, under, to his position? I understand your point of view, but also did the piece of shit guy –
0: that's his name – piece of shit guy – Oh, piece of shit guy. I'm trying not to use people's names. Real man of genius. <laughs> you grab ass every time they walk by. <laughs> no, did he like apologize?
1: We don't know. Did he come out and say, look, I'm deeply disturbed. I'm
0: sorry for everything I've done.
1: No. I've gone to a clinic. I've D- gotten help. DC has apologized on his behalf, but he's never, he's never apologized as far as I know because this was big news like four years ago. What the fuck? It dude? was all over the place. Like,
0: four dude, I understand ago. if a guy makes a mistake or a girl makes a mistake and they, apolog- they sincerely apologize and go out of the way to get counseling, whatever they do to fix themselves, then yeah, you deserve a second chance. But no, that, that's kind of fucked up, man. And
1: it's not one occurrence either. It's like multiple occurrences over a 10-year career with this guy. Like lots of different people have filed complaints against this guy.
0: Is this guy ugly?
1: I, I don't really know what he looks like. I don't really know much about the guy. I've read some of the stories. Like I, I read a story about a party he was at uh-huh. where he got really drunk and like was running around with his balls hanging out, like waving them at people. So he was taking people to Ball he was trying to, but, <laughs> but they, they didn't want to go. They weren't Chrome. <laughs> no. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, he, he's done a lot of very unacceptable things. Does he have
0: uh, mental issues? No, because I know someone who had, who was fine.
1: Is that your excuse? No. <laughs> you start running around with your balls out. I'm <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> Watch it, Holmes. I'll cut you okay.
0: <laughs> with my balls. <laughs> that, that might take a while <laughs> balls of steel <laughs> no i was thinking because i used to know somebody who was a normal guy he had like a little sense of humor a little crazy sense of humor he's kind of weird but when he drank it had some kind of effect with his metabolism chemicals in his brain or whatever and he was like he, he'd go off the deep end him and he would just start stripping uh so he realized after an intervention and stuff that he needed not to drink anymore, or he needed to get himself checked out. He wouldn't have got medication and something care. So that's now handled. So I'm wondering, maybe this jackass needs to go see a doctor.
1: Well, not all. He wasn't drunk in every situation. Oh well, fuck that guy. He shouldn't be working there. Yeah, then. This is this is like one of the more mild stories that I've read about the guys. A lot of the stuff happened in the office. Then that's considered a flasher. That's considered a well, that that is yes, but that considers a perp. I mean he's he's done and said things and demanded things of his employees that are completely within like firing. Really? Yeah. What he ask? But if you want to, if you want to know more, like you can look it up online. Tell me. I'm not, no, not going to slander the guy because. Okay. All right, all right. You know, but you can look it up online if you want to find out more about the guy. I mean, it's not even really about that. It's about this woman getting let go when she's done so much for the industry, but they're keeping this other guy.
0: I don't agree with it. I don't agree with. Well, first of all, I don't agree with keeping the scumbag on. Mm. I'm going to say that right now, and we don't know the whole circumstances. But again, if that's the case, everything I'm being I'm hearing, told right now, yeah, he should have been let go. Period. Uh, they're justified to do whatever the hell they want to do yep. to be honest with you they can let her go keep him whatever he doesn't make a lot of money maybe that's probably why I kept him he's good at what he does well they have the so same they, they have the same position oh my god but well, they're
1: really not freaking helping themselves here he has the same position in DC that she had in Vertigo so oh so he's big time shit yeah he's he's high up in the company oh nah now you're
0: telling me some more facts that's why the fucker's still there if he was a John Doe that bitch be in prison <laughs> Having a boyfriend every night. You know it's true. That's that's another thing that's wrong with this fucking country. You can do whatever the fuck you want so long as you got money in your pockets. Pretty much. As long as you're a rich son bitch, you can slap a woman in the elevator, punch her with your fist, uh, run somebody over, drink, choke your girlfriend.
1: Buckle up, buckaroo.
0: (laughs) I'm just saying, man. What the freak? I'm talking about athletes, I'm talking about movie stars, I'm talking about everything else. They kill people, they do whatever the hell they want to, and because they got the money to buy the attorneys or whatever else, or they got power, they got pictures on people, they get out of it. Yeah, you're that's right. Bull- a little man like you and me, fucked in the ass. We're not even asking for it. I don't, I don't want to be. I don't either, but that's what's <laughs> going to happen. Prepare to get fucked in the ass. So you let someone who has done a lot for this industry, who is actually probably an amazing person and not a piece of shit, a family person, probably...
1: People probably, like you oh, said, well I respected. I don't know that much about her. I just know that she's well respected in the community. That sucks. Yeah. Well, their loss, she's going to go someplace else and probably get a better job or probably
0: have the same job working somewhere else. Hopefully. Unless she has some fucked up baggage too, which we don't know. But what it sounds like, it sounds like uh, that dude might have something on somebody
1: else. It could be. And that's why. We yeah. don't know the circumstances. I I mean, I'm just bringing it. just it, sounds. I'm just mentioning it because it's been big news. Because you wanted to piss week. me off today. That's what it was. Well, no, I wasn't even trying to get you riled up. I was just mentioning it because it's news. You see me shaking? <laughs> I'm pro woman here. Okay? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: okay. I believe in fairness. And that's not fair. And that's uh, not right. That's yeah, bullshit. That's not... But that's the world we live in. Fun, fair, positive fucking soccer ruins it again. Pretty much. Mm hmm.
1: All right, let's move on. Uh, also in comics, they announced the Eisner, no- Eisner nominations this week. Okay. Um, Did you get nominated? No. Uh What would I get nominated for? Comic book. No. no. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not going to go through the whole list because there's too many awards to name, too many people involved, but I'm going to talk about the ones that I think are the coolest. Saga. Um, actually, Saga's not on there for, <gasps> for once. Really? Uh, Southern Bastards is the only real title we read that's in the contention for title of the year. What? Yeah, it's kind of weird. But uh, the, the best new series uh, is actually the toughest one, I think, because here's the list of books that are in that category. Okay. Uh, Bitch Planet. All right. Harrow County. Yeah. Kaiju Max. Uh-oh. Monstrous. Paper Girls. Okay. And Squirrel Girl. Pfft.
0: <laughs> Stupid shit. <laughs> Bitch Planet, Harrow County, and Kaiju Max all deserve to be there. The other okay. two are just thrown in there to make, you know, to make it easier. Well, it's going to be between those three.
1: What would be your pick? the best new series of last year, based, based on this list. That's tough.
0: I'm torn between Kaiju Max and Harold County, because uh, you know I love Cullen Bunn, but my pick, honestly, would be Kaiju Max. Yeah, mine
1: would be, too. Because it's been more it's so, out there. It's because it's, it's more original. Yeah. Like, I mean, not to take anything away from Cullen, because his story's amazing. Harold is awesome. Uh, but Harold County, I mean, it's a witch story, and we've seen a lot of witch stories, and it's not super, completely, totally original. He's done some original things in the story, yeah, but it's still just a witch story. Uh, Kaiju Max is pretty unique. Dinosaur prison store. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you know, giant monsters held by giant prison guards on this island. I mean, it's, uh, like he describes it as orange, the new black meets Godzilla. And that's really what it is. It's, uh, it's very, very unique and it's a lot of fun and I really hope it wins. I think Xander Cannon's is just doing such a good job. He's a really cool guy. Uh, I think he deserves this one. There you go. Kaiju Max. Um... The other really cool one that got nominated, I thought, was that uh, Sex Castle got a nod for uh, Best Humor Book.
0: It should. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh,
1: there's a lot of books on there that I've never even heard of or haven't even read. I mean, there's a lot of stuff listed. but um, The Kyle Starks. <laughs> I'm really pulling for Xander and Kyle on this one. I think they both deserve it. So. Yeah. I can't believe a lot of the other books we reread aren't on
0: that list. That's a <laughs> bunch of crap. It's, this is some Academy bullshit, it's, yeah, man. it's the
1: same kind of thing as the, the Oscars.
0: That is some bullshit. They didn't get somebody like you and me. Uh, and some other they, they people... Don't, they,
1: don't, they don't value horror at all. So, like, most horror books, don't even make it in there. I'm surprised Harrow County made the list, honestly. It's Cullen Bunn. Yeah, I mean, it's only because of his status as a writer, I think. Um, but they're they're very pretentious in the way they pick things. They pick a lot of, like, obscure... nail biter. no mention.
0: No, of course not. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's straight-up bullshit.
1: The only Marvel books that got mentioned are Miss Marvel and Squirrel Girl. Spider-Man nine nine. No. Fucking assholes. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're very... Selective in a certain way about what they pick. I wish they'd be a little more open-minded and read more titles and, and more diverse things. But that's ridiculous. That's probably why they a
0: lot of these artists probably don't
1: think shit about this. You know? Oh no, it's a huge honor, and I'm sure anybody that does get nominated or does win.
0: Yeah, but if you, ugh, that's
1: bullshit, man, you can't. Th- th-
0: goddamn pretentious assholes. Sick like and tired of these people. Freaking. Goddamn. What is this rant day? <laughs> I'm tired of people doing this shit because people that deserve it don't get the chance.
1: Seriously. There's nothing we can do
0: about it. We, maybe we should start our own awards show. Shit. We give our awards at the end of the year. Yeah, but we need to have a statue. Give
1: them the horsey. Uh, the horsey.
0: The horsey. The horsey, award. the horsey awards. <laughs> you know what? We need to make this shit big, man.
1: We'll make it a Spanish horse.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Spanish <laughs> horse. Maybe we get Colin Palooza to back us on this and we'll start our own fucking awards. We'll make this shit big, man. That would be... Everybody will want. want a horsey. Why don't, you, why don't you start working on that? I will do that. Okay. A naked horse. All right. <laughs> why is he going to be naked? I don't know. I was going. DC would like it. Oh, too soon.
1: <laughs> Some of them might. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for comics. Uh, what do you want to talk about next? Movies or TV? I want to talk about TV. Okay. So there's not that much for TV this week. Okay. Uh, speaking of awards, though, Jessica Jones won a Peabody Award. Nice. For entertainment and children's television, which is what? I, I think they they lump all kinds of. Uh, comic book, sci-fi, fantasy kind of stuff into the children's category. Yeah,
0: Jessica Jones was having more sex in that show than you were. I was a little surprised when it was announced as
1: being children's category, but I think they, I think they lump like anything sci-fi or fantasy. You or, said lump. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's cool that it won an award because it's a great show. I don't know. how. Think of this. You're
0: sitting here with your daughter, and all of a sudden here's Jessica Jones getting it from Luke Cage. What do you say? This is
1: definitely a children's show.
0: Nice! (laughs) (laughs) What's he doing to her, Daddy?
1: (laughs) Naked wrestling. Why are they naked, Daddy? You you like wrestling, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's disgusting. (laughs) That's
0: terrible. (laughs) I don't even know what a Peabody is. Is it like Mr. Peabody? That's a TV
1: award. Oh, I thought it was like the dog. That's like the TV awards. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a prestigious honor, so it's pretty cool. All right, well, Jessica Jones is a great show. It is. I still don't think that it falls in the Jones category, but okay. It is a little strange, I thought, but worth mentioning. Huh. Uh, let's see. Uh, we talked before about sci-fi series Krypton that was in development. Yeah. Uh, we haven't heard anything about it in like six months.
0: Yeah, I thought I'd think you're making this crap up.
1: Everybody thought it was dead. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, it's not. Apparently, it's still in the works, and it's really close to producing the first pilot. Wow. So, we may be seeing that by the end of the year. All righty, then. So, um, okay, just an update on that. Yeah. Uh, I'm really holding my breath. <laughs> <laughs> well, It doesn't sound like that bad of a show. I mean, it sounds like it could be interesting. It's yeah, all but about, it's moving so slow, it just seems like it's not going to make it. Yeah, it's always a danger. Yeah, one season and done. Well, Plus, it's a sci-fi show, so nah, hey. it's kind of a nail in the coffin anyways. Sharknado's on sci-fi. Yeah, but Sharknado's a one-shot movie kind of thing. That is true. It's not a TV series. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any TV series from sci-fi that have been like Long-running successful shows. I mean, most of them, at their best, get like three seasons, and that's kind of it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, nah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last thing in TV news is that apparently one of the agents from Agents of Shield is supposed to die in the finale. Nice! They haven't said who. Simmons. I don't know, man. I mean, Fitz. They already lost two team members this this season. Maybe Fitz dies. I'm tired of his pining over Simmons. Maybe Simmons gets it. It's probably not going to be that. It's probably going to be one of the newer Inhumans, like metal melting guy or something.
0: No, it's going to be freaking dumbass electrical guy, Mr. Has It Bad for... Lincoln? For, yeah, yeah, Has It Bad for uh, I can see Sky. That. I can see that happening. for Daisy.
1: Uh, it's just, can they afford to lose more people? Yeah, they can.
0: The team's already like, pretty small at this That point. guy sucks. <laughs> I don't like him making moves on Daisy anyway. Okay, she's yours? No. <laughs> <laughs> she's Grant's. Oh, okay. Or Grinker. whatever the hell, Grant. Grant's dead. <laughs> whatever the hell is in Grant. <laughs> yeah, so that was interesting.
1: Uh, that's it for TV. Movies? Oh, yeah, you know, I'm excited. I got some movie news, too. Okay, so uh, Deadpool, the digital release, is going to come out April 26th, but the physical release is going to happen May 10th. Uh-huh. On
0: April 26th, can you get the dirty version? Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah, but you can get it online on, uh, like, you know, U-verse or... I'm just going to wait till it comes out so I can buy a DVD video. digital copy all at once. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to do that, too. Still, for anybody that wants to watch it early, you can. I'll put it on my phone and watch it like 8,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone. Uh, the Inhumans movie has been removed from the release schedule for Marvel. Really? Yeah. Uh, they said that it's not canceled. They're still going to do it. They're just trying to find a better time slot to fit it in. Okay. So it will happen at some point. It's just not going to happen in 2019 like they were planning.
0: Okay. All right. Well, again, complain. They know what they're doing. Yeah. I In agree. Marvel, we trust. In Marvel, we
1: trust. <laughs> uh, so you know the the news site Latino Review, they're the one that usually does the big uh, rumors that uh, tend to be correct about the uh, movies and stuff. That's right. I say we always get it right. <laughs> so they came out and uh, they have a rumor now that the Green Lantern Corps movie is actually going to feature Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner, and Kyle Rayner as the three leads. Really? No, John so Stewart
0: is Gardner going to be? Uh, Here is Hollywood whitewashing again. Is Gardner going to be uh, red or green? And is uh, Kyrainer going to be Jesus?
1: What does that have to do with whitewashing? <laughs> <laughs> There's no Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart's black. Yeah, okay. But they're not taking Jon Stewart and giving him a white, guy, a white guy to play him. They washed him out of the movie, dog.
0: There's no the white people <laughs>
1: I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you that's not what whitewashing okay, means. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, they, they whited it up, okay? Liquid papered the movie. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. Who's playing Hal Jordan? Uh, they, they haven't announced any of that kind of stuff. They've man. Uh, the original rumor was that it was going to be a buddy cop kind of movie between Hal Jordan and Guy Gardner, but now Kyle Rayner's in the mix as well as a lead. They're not buddies. But that was how they were going to write it. They don't like each other. That was how they were originally going to write it. Gar-Gur- Guy Gardner thinks Hal's a, a pompous ass, and Hal can't stand Guy because Guy doesn't follow rules. And then Jesus Lantern over there doesn't do what, you know. Yeah, this sounds exactly like a T- DC movie, so.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I thought you would find that interesting. Ugh. For all the reasons that you stated. <laughs> oh, God. I won't be watching it. Um, let's see. Iron Man is going to appear in Spider-Man Homecoming. I saw that. Because you saw him wearing the shirt. That's kind of cool. That was pretty cool. Uh, Michael Keaton is not going to appear in the movie. Damn it. Uh, that fell through, so he's not going to be the villain. They couldn't give him the money? I don't know what caused it to fall apart, but apparently he's not in their movie anymore. So our rumors are they're working on Liam Neeson. That yeah. have a certain set of skills. <laughs> he, he could be good. He could be good. Um... <laughs> this is kind of interesting. So Hasbro and Paramount are working on a Hasbro cinematic universe. They're trying to do a big overarching universe that combines G.I. Joe, ROM, Visionaries, Micronauts, and Mask. All of the 80s TV properties and toy properties.
0: They're Transformers, man.
1: Transformers isn't part of it. <gasps> G- oh, you said G.I. Joe? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the funniest thing I've seen in a long time online, though, is Christopher Sabella. Uh, he said, uh, what's going to be next? The Monopoly Cinematic Universe? We're going to have the story about the dog, a story about the thimble, a story about... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And then they're all going to come together in one big movie called uh, where they take on the banker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the banker's the bad guy.
1: Yeah. Very um, nice. He's got the police on his side. It, it is kind of putting the cart before the horse mm-hmm. uh, to do the Cinematic Universe plan before you even have a single movie released, right? Yeah. I mean, it would make more sense to like just start with... ROM or Micronauts or something and see if it's even a little bit successful. I mean, they got to scrap G.I. Joe and start over if they're going with this route for sure. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) What's the man? (laughs) And they should definitely make it more like the 1980s animated movie. Oh, how badass would that be if that movie became a live-action movie? What's the man? You saw the picture I sent you yesterday? Yes, I did. I thought it was so great. You like a, a pop figure of Roadblock. <laughs> did you buy it? No, I didn't buy oh, it. Oh! I don't know, Walgreens. Uh, like one, and then you go like, one summer. <laughs> I
0: thought
1: you get a kick Dude, if you that. had a Cobra Commander next to it fell out of my chair. I probably would have <laughs> wrecked.
0: <laughs>
1: That's pretty awesome, though. Yeah, it is. So anyways, uh, the one good thing about it is that uh, Hasbro and Paramount have hired a pretty good team of writers uh, to work on building the cinematic universe. Most notably, you've got Brian K. Vaughn, Nicole Perlman, and Michael Chabon in the team. We got some good people. So you got some good people. Um, so it might not be bad. Yeah, have to wait and see. Yeah. So, uh, Willem Dafoe. Hey, the Green Goblin. Uh, he's going to be in the Justice League movie as a good guy. We don't know who they've cast him as a quote-unquote good guy. <laughs> the Justice League. Mix-a-plit? No, he's a bad guy. Uh, who the hell would he be? I have no idea. Uh, there's one other casting announcement, and that's that J.K. Simmons is going to be in the Justice League movie as well. Jonah Jameson. Uh, As Commissioner Gordon. Oh, my God. Wow. So, yeah. That's okay. (laughs) Get me pictures of the Batman. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny.
0: (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. But anyway,
1: my movie news. All right,
0: what do you got? I got my tickets for Captain America. Really? Why? What? Why would you get them so early? Because I can. Okay. My cousin bought them. We got him over at Rosenberg, so we're gonna see it at seven fifteen on the fifth. That's nice. right. And I got the seats that I want, uh, four of them. We're good to go, man. I'm I'm stoked. I always wait until like the day before to go get them. Yeah, no, but you do that sometimes. You don't wind up getting. I mean, because Fandango was doing that thing early, and they even added another showing because the other one's were already selling out.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I mean, we live in Houston, so like that's the one really good thing about Houston is that. Pretty much any movie you want to see opening day, you can see opening day. There's yes. a theater within 20 miles of you that'll have tickets available.
0: Yeah, but well, this one's perfect for us because you know the driving for me and the boys and the school yeah. the next day, and the fact that we can get in to see it at seven o'clock is great. And we got the seats that we want too, so that's, that's perfect. cool. So yeah, I'm excited. Damn yes. <laughs> I'll,
1: like I said, I'll probably pick mine up the day before,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you'll have to see it the next day.
1: Ha <laughs> ha, and I'll see it first. No, oh, I'll see it the same day. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever, I'll see it first. You will, because you get home before I do. That's right. I'll get, I'll get to see you at 8 o'clock instead of 7. So, Woo-hoo. I'll be an hour ahead of you, and I'll be a total dick in texting messages. Guess what that just happened? <laughs> well, my phone My phone will be in my pocket, so I won't see it. Uh, yeah, yeah. that's right. You can't text in your theater. No. Uh-huh, so. <laughs> I wouldn't do that anyway. So that's pretty much it for news. I uh, just want to remind everybody, please follow us on our social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Comical Podcast. On Twitter, I am at Comical Podcast. I'm at Comical Podcast, too. And that's also our Instagram handles. Uh, Don't forget to support the Kickstarter if you can. www.graybearcomics.com will take you there. And that's G-R-A-Y, bearcomics.com. Or you can just go to Kickstarter and do a search for Speak No Evil. Only five days left, guys. Please make it happen. I really appreciate any support. And then uh, lastly, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. And if you like the show, please leave us a five-star review. And also, we made a beautiful crossover yesterday. And it'll probably come out in a couple days. Yeah, we finally went on the nth cast, so... Make sure to check that out when it drops. I escaped their dungeon. <laughs> I left some surprises. <laughs> and that's all we got for today, guys. So until next time. Keep on laughing, bitches. Okay, homes. In Spanish? I'm not that good at <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs>